absolutely. It depends on the uh, COR of the flagstick, so the Coefficient Restitution flagstick. In U.S. Opens, I'll take it out, and uh, every other tour event, when it's uh, fiberglass, I'll leave it in and bounce that ball against the flagstick if I need to. Welcome back, podcast patrons, to another episode of Leave the Pin Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Dan, and I got my co-host emanating from the card barn in the New York podcast studio, Scott. Scott, what's the good word? Yeah, what's going on? Like, uh, it's a beautiful day out. It's nice blue skies. You know, just chilling here in the cart barn and going to talk some golf. For sure. A um, little behind the scenes. This is about our fifth take of trying to record today. <laughs> you know what? Sometimes you're just a slave to the internet, and I think that's uh, that's probably the case here. Yeah, uh, the internet has let us down. You know who didn't let us down, Scott? My boy, Colin Morikawa. Colin Morikawa. Not not only did he not let us down, he chased down a, a big gun and took him out. So Yeah, like I, I am all aboard that train. 66, final round Sunday to get into the playoff with JT. Uh, he's dropping bombs on top of JT's even longer bombs. Look, um, I had the chance to meet and, and talk with Colin uh, briefly at, um, oh, God, Carolina event. I can't remember the name of it. What the heck was that called, Scato? Uh, Wyndham? Yeah, the Wyndham Championship at Sedgefield. Thank you. Um, see what COVID's done to my brain? Mm. Completely eradicated any long-term memory. So, uh, it, it, coincidentally, it's some of the last time fans were actually allowed at a tournament. Um, but got to meet him just, uh, it was the week after he won the Barracuda Championship, his first championship last year when he won in Reno. Um, it, dude, what a down-to-earth kid. What just like a, a happy, I'm so excited to be out here type kid. But he has this drive and desire, which is, is you know, Tiger-esque. It just doesn't come across as Tiger-esque because he's a low-key, you know, Cali kid and just kind of laid back, went to the University of Cal. Um, man, I couldn't be happier that he's got a second win. Well, it was going to happen. I mean, we knew that. Sure. If you would have told me going into, I think it was going into 16, he was three down with three to play uh, to Justin Thomas. If you told me that's how he's going to get a second win, I would have been like, you're crazy. Right. But uh turns out that that's exactly how it went down and that's a huge win and that's a huge name to take out and to chase down with you know down with a few holes left to go uh i mean again the we've said it the sky's the limit for this kid and again he seems to completely get it he gets his you know what he he could potentially mean to the game i think he's a good 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 player and He's going to be out there for a long time. Yeah, like, let's be honest. That little five-yard fade that he has works everywhere that they mm-hmm. play tour events. And if you just go back and you look at this leaderboard, like, you know, the Barracuda one, eh, you know, it, it kind of is a little bit different. They they play the Stableford points, you know, and people are like, well, you know, eh, was it really as good as Matt Wolf's first win? You know, was it really as good as, like, when Bryson won first? And, you know... That's a good that's a good point. You make a good case if you say that. But you look at you know the top 10 of this week at Workday, JT beats him in the playoff. I mean, look, that 
that counts for everything under the sun to begin with. It's not like he beat JT by three or four strokes. Like he chased him down and then beat him in the playoff. And then the young gun that everyone predicted would have the, you know, the better overall career, which is obviously still to be determined because it's so far away. But Victor Hovland finishes third. Uh, Poulter's top five. Gary Woodland top five. You know, and then you're you're kind of old standby names. Charlie Hoffman's there. Billy Horschel's there. Sam Ryder, Patrick Cantley, Kevin Strillman, Jason Day, all top sevens there. I mean, great field. Obviously, we know it's a fantastic course at Muirfield. Mm-hmm. And even though the Greens weren't playing as fast as they're going to this week at Jack's tournament, you know, what a statement win for Morikawa. That and that's exactly the the message that comes out of this, that this is a statement. And just the top three, Morikawa, Thomas, and, and Victor Hovland. I mean, that's that's the future of golf. It's the future of the PGA Tour. I mean, Justin Thomas is obviously the the you know crafty veteran of that group. Uh, and, you know, obviously he has a major, but Justin Thomas is, what, 26, 27? Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, those are big stars. They're all under 30, and they were, you know, in the spotlight this weekend. And I think they, you know, they shone almost as bright as the spotlight. That's very poetic on my part. Very true. Um, So this week, Obviously, Jack's tournament, right? Big time. Um, one of those elevated status events, you know, next to the WGCs, which in my opinion are falling off a little bit, and the four majors, you know, this, uh, Arnie's event, are your two biggest ones, and the players, obviously, the fifth major, if you will. Um, mm-hmm. Those are the biggest, you know, secondary tier events. So, obviously, it should come as no surprise. We've got Tiger coming back this week. Big boy Bryson comes back. This week, Tiger said that the reason why he has not come back earlier is because he realizes that so many people follow him. He realizes how large the galleries are, not even, you know, because remember, I know there's no fans now. And we'll talk about the PGA Tour saying there's no fans for the rest of the year. But please remember that three weeks ago, this was the tournament that was supposed to start having fans. So Tiger was under that assumption when he when he made these statements um you know he realizes so many people are going to follow him and all that but not only that he's got more media following him right he's got more inside the ropes people following him and he just wanted to keep everybody safe um now it was this tiger's you know absolute number one thought process to not playing all these times Eh, i don't know sounds like a good pr thing but regardless that's what he says and let's be honest, not many people think he or thought he was going to come back before Jack's tournament anyway. No, and, and that's the thing. If you look at the list of tournaments that they played, which of those tournaments would Tiger have played in normally? Right, you're right none. I'll, I'll wait. <laughs> I mean, he wouldn't have. So this was it. I mean, he would have waited. You know, he would have played the majors. And he would have played this, and that would have been it. PGA Tour is pairing him with Rory. And Brooks, obviously, if fans were there, and remember, they were supposed to have 8,000 fans per day let in, uh, pretty sure about 7,800 of those fans would be following that group. Uh, yeah, I would say that's probably, that would have been the the, the power group. Yeah, to, that uh, is marquee uh, beyond anything. Uh, also this week at Jack's tournament at Muirfield, uh Thank you, PJ Tour, for stealing Scott and, and my idea. But they're having another nine-hole exhibition. 
Now, I could not be more pumped because my boy, my favorite golfer, Ian Polder, is teaming up with Ryder Cup hero Grant McDowell to take on John Rahm and Tony Finau. Now, the only thing, Scott, I'm going to say about this little nine-hole exhibition is this. I don't want to see John Rahm. I want another American with Tony Finau. I that want was, it as mini Ryder Cup. Yeah, that's the only thing that I would say, too, is what, they couldn't find someone to play with Finau from the U.S. Uh, I mean, someone would have done it, I'm sure. Exactly, exactly. And, and there is no sponsorship correlation that I can think of between all these guys, right? Rom's a tailor-made Adidas guy. Finau is all Nike. You know, Poulter is uh, everything under the sun for um, Saudi Arabia, Dubai, and overseas stuff. And Graham McDowell is a Strixon guy. Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, they again, they could have found a guy from the U.S. in the top. I mean, where's Finau? Fino's got to be in the top twenty, right? Yeah, he's nineteenth. They, they, yeah. yeah, well, I mean, even uh, Coulter, so. Coulter and G Mac are forty nine and fifty one. So they could have found another U.S. guy in that that tier of player to play with him. That's you know again. I don't think. Yeah, but you never know if they go. You know, who knows how this process goes. You know, do they put out an email to players and like, hey, you know, shoot us a, a message if you feel like playing. You know, do they ask individual players? And, and if the first four they ask say yes, they go with it. Who knows? I'm excited to see Poulter because, you know, most people consider him an ass, right? And and I would love for him to just live up to that and be just a a fool out there uh, to some of these guys. The The only thing is that as Poulter gets older, and if you follow him on Instagram, you kind of see this. Um, he leans into like those corny dad jokes, and he he's not really a funny guy, okay? And I love Ian Poulter. Like, he literally, people think I'm crazy, but he literally is my second favorite golfer next to Tiger Woods. Um, no offense, Bryce, and don't get upset. More cowards creeping on your third spot there. Um, but he's not funny, and so it's gonna be interesting to see because I really feel like the cameras are gonna lean on him as the antagonist of the group you know like last week or two weeks ago sorry when Bubba played they kind of leaned on him because you know Bubba's going to go off non-stop right so put mm-hmm. the camera on him the whole time and I think this week it's going to be Poulter yeah maybe I, I mean we know John Rahm has a, a little bit of a I'll call it a temper uh, so maybe maybe that manifests itself interestingly in this situation. That I, I want to see Rom flip out on Finau. <laughs> oh, that's his partner. I, I want to see Finau miss a putt and Rom go nuts. You okay? I mean, obviously it would make for great TV. I I would literally love for Rom to flip out on Poulter and them to kind of jaw back and forth a bit. Oh, that would be great, too. I just want Ron to flip out on someone. Well, fair enough. If if he did that, uh, it would make for interesting television for sure. The sound bites would be absolutely phenomenal. Um, taking a look over the FedEx Cup standings for the week, Scott. Not many movers and shakers. Morikawa moves up 15 spots to 6, but JT takes over the number one spot from Webb Simpson. 
And obviously the homeless man, Sanjay M, Big Boy Bryson, and then Rory round out the top five. PGA Tour says we should care about that, Scott, so I guess we care about it. Uh, sure. Fair enough. Good, good deal. Let's, um, I, uh, we care. Yeah. So I, I want to ask you this question. This kind of came to my mind, and, and uh, I hadn't seen anything about it online. I wanted to get your opinion, your thoughts on it. Do you think somebody from the top three of last week, being Colin, Justin, or Victor, finish in the top three this week again, considering they're obviously all hot, they're all on a roll, and they're playing the same course? Hmm. Good question. I mean, first of all, I think they're going to try to to trick it out a little bit so it's not as much of the same course as it you know, typically is. Yeah, I mean, we, we talked last week and the greens are going to be faster, right? Right. But apart from that and moving some tee boxes around, what can you really do? That's a good question. Probably not a whole lot. I mean, you give guys different lines, it does change it, but for sure. ultimately you're right it really is they're they're essentially playing almost exactly the same course right i mean and 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 i'm excited for that because we have not had that happen before uh you know as far back as i can remember you know following golf or you know gosh what is it the last 20 plus years you know we're going to see some different hole locations obviously we're going to see some faster greens um i don't know if the hole locations are necessarily better I really liked last week seeing guys have putts that, that had a lot of break to it, and, and you don't get that much on the PGA Tour because when the greens roll at 13 and 14, you can't put them on slopes. You can't put them on, you know, you can't cut them that, that, that close to um, hills and hollocks on, on, on the greens. It's just not possible, you know, because then it becomes Mickey Mouse golf. And, you know, what are we going to see? We're going to see the rough maybe three quarters of an inch higher i mean i don't don't know how fast grass grows in ohio uh probably about as fast as it grows at your house and my house so yeah i would assume i would assume i gotta tell you what scott mentioning that now i just did a whole entire you know landscaping yesterday of the place and the pa podcast studios the grounds if you will um the fairways of the pa podcast studio are looking pristine you know I, I, that's kind of the way I always imagine it, you know. <laughs> you know, when you think golf podcast studio, you have to think immaculate grounds. Sure, striped fairways, you know, greens cut real low. Um, you know, we've got some nice landscaping. The flowers are starting to pop out here. It's a good time. Traps are nice and raked and everything. Yeah, well, you know what, Scott? We took the rakes away. We don't want to spread COVID out here, and we're leaving uh, the pin as always. Fair, fair, fair. Um, uh, so, neither Morikawa nor Victor Hovland have ever played in the Memorial. Uh, so I don't know if that plays into it, but again, they were at the course last week. So, yeah, I mean, I could it, look, it would not surprise me if JT comes in and wins. I don't know. I know you're riding and dying DMX style for Rory, but. You know, I got to put my money on JT. The only reason I won't pick more cow in back-to-back weeks is, come on, let's be honest, it is almost impossible to win back-to-back weeks when your name's not Tiger, you know, um, or VJ Singh in a playoff event from a decade ago. So nah, I it, think... That's, a, that's one of the toughest things to do in, in professional golf. Right, and and just think of how many milkshakes Morikawa has, has downed 
in victory celebrations, you know? Uh, yeah, exactly. He's coming yeah, in with I mean, John he's got to be like he's on a, a milkshake sugar high right now. Oh, my God. Yeah, he's, he's good. probably got diabetes already. Uh, he's pretty, pretty slim. I think he's, he can, he can use some sugar. He'll be all right. Okay. Okay. Hey, how many, how many milkshakes you think Bryson downs this week? And do you think he mixes his protein powder in with it? I, I think not only does he down a ton of them, I think he's all about the protein powder in those. I, I, I think he's actually going to, uh, petition the good people, uh, at Muirfield Village to uh, include a new protein powder uh, infused flavor. I don't know what it'll be, but it's going to be named after him. I I really want to sit down with him and and talk literally like in depth detail about working out and lifting and and to see if he has even a remote idea about it or if he's just following trainers advice you know i mean obviously it's working and i'm not saying i'm trying to you know catch him not knowing stuff but i i'm just very curious as to to his knowledge base you know did did he go super in depth during this quarantine during the shutdown and like learn everything he can about it you know is is he deep into like the scientific aspects of it or is he just a guy that like opens up muscle and fitness or men's health and just copies workouts, you know? I'm just kind of interested to see what his uh, his dedication level to this is throughout the remaining portion of his life or if it's just like a one-trick pony and once it runs its course, he's going to up and leave it. Uh, I feel like he went and he learned uh, uh, everything that he puts into his body on the molecular level um, and how that affects each individual muscle and how every workout he does affects each individual muscle and the optimum way to complete that workout, to have the maximum impact on those muscles. Like, I just feel like he's that kind of guy. Yeah, I mean, I could see him definitely being a guy like that counts his macros and his micros or, you know, has his trainer count his macronutrients, you know, and, and, and all and his micronutrients and all that stuff in, in addition to, you know, the large scale intake you know caloric intake of carbs protein fats etc it'd just be interesting to talk to him you know mm. about that something uh you know other than golf per se uh if you will so scott this weekend i was rangering at hideaway hills right golf course that i do that at i did back-to-back days i did saturday and sunday and those are some long days scott you know six hours one day seven hours the next day of just driving around in a cart and most people will say well man that's that's pretty easy and yes it is very physically easy but it is boring uh and it is just like mentally tiresome but i i mentioned this to you it's a big pet peeve that i've got to maybe rant a little bit about or talk a little bit about because it drives me insane now let me give everyone a perspective of of this course and you've seen it on Instagram, and a bunch of people have always commented, man, that place looks awesome, and you've played it, Scott. You know the place. You know, it, so it, is, not... it is pretty awesome. Uh, I'm is, not going to lie. It's a great golf course. It's a cool course. Uh, and, and so you know that I'm not making any of this stuff up you know, to, for exaggeration purposes, you know, to make it sound even more grandiose. But it plays very difficult from the white tees if you don't understand – elevation changes and you know here where we are in northeast pa we're playing at about 
approximately a thousand feet of elevation, give or take. And some of the holes have hundred foot drops on par threes, par fours, par fives. Some of the greens sit 40 to 50 feet above where you're hitting. So club selection is critical knowing the different distances and how the elevation is going to affect those becomes critical. But we have a problem at this course, Scott, because our course tips out over 7,000 yards from the blues and the blues are the tips. Now the whites are very long in their, you know, own estimation of almost 6,500 yards from the whites. Um, And people say, well, there's some holes that play downhill, but there's a lot of holes that play uphill. So it really does play very close to that distance and we had four groups in a row tee off all different groups they didn't know each other all different parties tee off from the tips from the blues now i understand that sometimes on the first tee people hit poor tee shots i know i get nervous still on the first tee you know if it's a new course and i want to play well and maybe i'm playing with some different people so i can forgive i can forgive a snap hook i can forgive you blowing one right into the woods you know, but what I can't forgive is you topping the ball 30 yards and not even making it past the white tees, you know, or not even hitting the fairway and then high-fiving someone because you made a great swing at the ball or you made a great stroke and you thought that was fantastic. And it all came to a head, and I told, this, I told the bag drop kid, I said, hey, man, if you see people playing off the tips, like, and I'm not there, you know, maybe just let them know how difficult this course is from the tips. Ask if they've played there before. And if they have and they know the course, well, that's a different story. But if it's your first time at this course and you are not a plus handicap, please get the hell off the tips. There's no point. So it comes to a head, Scott, when this child, um, who we could tell was from wealthy means with a little bit of, you know, I, I own everything type attitude, Comes in with his uh, mesh shorts and his Vineyard Vines t-shirt and his Vineyard Vines hat and his Vineyard Vines sunglasses, which please, I own plenty of Vineyard Vines. I am not mocking you because of that. His dad comes in, you know, dressed to the nines. Um, and you know how you can see people, Scott, and you can just kind of tell they have that attitude like I'm, I'm above this place? Yep. You know, it's not my private country club. But I'll play here anyway. Yeah. I'll grace yeah. you with my presence. I, I will slum it at your golf course because I Ex- I got this round for free for some reason. Exactly. So they come in. They pay. They're a twosome. A twosome teen off at 1230 in the afternoon on a Sunday. In and amongst all of these foursomes, right? We, sh- we send people off every 10 minutes. So they get to the tee box. They're impatiently waiting up there, kind of tapping the club on the ground, pointing to the people in the fairway. Then it's the dad's turn to tee off. Tops it 30 yards. Doesn't make the white tees. Son well, implores, he was waiting that whole time. Probably. Oh, well, of course, of course. But you know what? You know what, Scotto? Hit two off the first tee. I'm cool with that. You didn't, you didn't go to the range. You popped the trunk. You put it on the cart. You went up to the first tee. You waited a little bit. Hit another one. Hit another one. So the son implores the dad to hit another one. Dad hits that one 35 yards. Okay. Now here comes son. Big baller. Right next tour pro. Too good to even wear a collared shirt. And trust me, I love going out and golfing in just a t-shirt and shorts. So again, I'm not knocking the kid for that. Blows one left. Dad implores him, son, 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 hit another one. It'll be okay. 
blows it right. Dad implores him to hit a third one. Finally, the starter goes up and say, hey, man, like, you know, you hit two already. Kid puts another one down, blows it right again. Walks off shaking his head. Scott, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you, as someone that's been playing golf for a very, very long time, someone that knows the ins and outs of golf and golf course structure, approximately, how long do you think it should take to play a straightaway par four of 412 yards from the blue tees? Uh, one at Hideaway? Yeah, the number one at Hideaway. You know it. So... Uh, for a twosome a twosome with no one in front of them 12 minutes at the most 12 minutes at the most well scott i don't like doing this but i put them on my stopwatch right i hate being that guy dude i really do but mm-hmm. we were slammed that day 188 players in the day it's a lot of rounds you start doing the math you know we're only sending you know six groups out every hour right you do the math. We're packed from 6.30 a.m. to 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Put them on the clock. Took them 26 minutes. Dad took eight strokes to get to the green. That's not golf, Scott. That's sadomasochism right there. That, that's too long. That's too many strokes for that hole. Too many strokes. Now, the, just a couple questions. First of all, the one the kid blew left. Tell me he hit the road. Scott, it was over the road. It was almost you... an 18 fairway. Beautiful. Uh, that's, that's exactly the way I imagined it in my head. Playable. Um, here, here's a question. Do you think people look at the, the card there? Cause on the card from the tips, hole one is 380. Do you think people look at that and go, huh, this is only 380 and it's downhill. We should probably play from the blues. Cause that's a air quote short hole. I, I think that is part of it. I don't think they look at the over, overall yardage, which which tops out to I think where the where the Blues were over the weekend, something around seventy one fifty. Um, look, if you do not hit it two seventy five, two eighty off the tee, like do not play a course over seven thousand yards, right? I don't care about the color of the tee boxes. I don't care if red is the forward tees or you think it's the women's tees and that's beneath you whatever that's that's so egotistical and so stupid like just go to where you are comfortable go to where you are going to have irons into greens right have some fun so i put them on the clock and there was an awesome foursome behind them and they're talking with me and they said, man, is it going to be like this all day? And I said, I'm just going to watch them on the second hole. I said, and then I'll wait down by the second hole, and then I'll speak to them, okay? Don't want to ruin these people's day right off the bat on, on hole number one, right? So I give them the benefit of the doubt. I give them they're nervous. I give them they've never been here before. All those excuses in my, in my head, as me being a professional, I give them. Even though inside, I'm going, these two are morons. I hate them. They can't play golf. They should move up all the way to the green tees, like to the junior tees, but they won't, right? Because male ego, which is BS. So they get to two. Now, two from the tips is a completely different hole than two from the whites. It might as well be a par five. It is an enormous carry to get to the fairway. It's probably 230 just to get to the fairway. The kid does not hit to the fairway, and the dad hits it up on the road. I've never in my life 
seen a ball up on the road there. The road parallels the tee box up on the right. So they are about 30 yards away from the green in this high grass that has been cut down, and they are both searching for the dad's ball. So I roll up to the group behind them, which is already on the second tee waiting. And I said, hey, man, I'm going to tell them that you can play through. And the guys were like, oh, my God, thank you so much. You know, super cool guys. They tee off. The dad turns to me and says, what are they doing? I said, they're playing through. And he says, well, why? At that moment, Scott, I wanted to just go off and be like, listen, you moron. Here are the myriad of reasons why I am letting them play through. But you know what? I like my job there. It's fun. Mm-hmm. I get to play free golf. Why would I jeopardize that? Free golf? Don't jeopardize it for anything. So I said, well, sir, it took you 26 minutes to play the first hole. You are playing from tees, which are obviously out of your playing capabilities. I said, you are about 25 to 30 yards off of this tee, which you are of the first. And I said, you've hit two and you've lost both of those balls. The son, who was a, a older teenager, 16, 17 years old, is tugging on the dad's arm. Is like, Dad, come on. Let's just go. Let's just go. Like, I want to play the blues. I want to hit my ball. And so as the kid walked away, the dad was still searching. I rolled up to the kid nicely. And I said, hey, ma'am, just so you know, this course is a lot more fun if you move to a tee box in which you can carry the ball to the fairway. I don't think I was being rude there, Scott. Uh, no. I think I was giving some sage advice. Local knowledge. Little bit. So anyway, needless to say, that group played behind them. Take a guess, Scott, as to how many groups played through them during the day. Um, there's 18 holes. Yeah. There and and on one, on two. So I'm going to say uh, six. Okay. I only counted four because then I left. It was two o'clock and I was done. Gotcha. All right, but that's four groups that played through before this group even got to the fourth tee. Mm. Great. My shift was over. I didn't want to stay around, but I could only imagine what their day was like, how long it took, how many balls they lost. What an absolute disaster. Why would you do that to yourself, Scott? Uh, no, I... It's unnecessary. Just go out, play, and have fun. Nobody cares. The only reason people care how well or how poorly you're golfing is in direct relation to their own personal game. Right. So if you're not playing against them, people don't care what you're doing. If you're not holding them up, people don't care what you're doing. If you're playing quickly and people are in front or people behind you going, oh, those guys are. You know, those guys are a whole ahead of us. That's awesome. Uh, then people don't care what you're doing to get there. Yeah. They only care in relation to their own particular game. Right. I mean, and, and just like the ball doesn't know what hit it or cares who hit it, nobody cares what you shot. But if you're playing from, a, from an incorrect tee box where you are holding up the entire course at this point, like literally the entire afternoon's tee times, would have been held up by these two individuals. Uh, it, it's just, it's beyond rude. 
you completely over-exaggerate your playing ability. And, and those are the people that think that golf is only played from the furthest distance on a course. You know, when it says, hey, championship 18-hole golf course of 7,000 yards, like, oh, we're playing a 7,000-yard course today. Like, why would you pay to, to not have fun? That's the one thing. And you know I've told you this for decades. Why would you pay money to not have fun and enjoy yourself? It makes no sense. It's completely contradictory. Yeah, like that's the thing. And it, unless you have that ability and you you want to go out and test yourself, uh, just just play for fun. No, there's no money involved unless you have a little side bet. And if that's the case, chances are the people you have that you know side bet with want to have some fun too. That's why they're making that side bet with you. That is correct. Hey, um, you want to talk about practice routines, and I want to get into that. But first, Scott, I want to do a little ad read for Eagles and Arrows. Fire away. You ready to become an official member of Augusta West? <laughs> Wait a minute. You don't know what Augusta West is? Augusta West is the private home course of all Eagles and Arrows members. Look no further. With the Augusta West Magnolia membership, you'll receive your exclusive Augusta West membership number, which gives you 10% off site-wide at Eagles and Arrows. Now, people, you know that Eagles and Arrows is one of our favorite sponsors that is making incredibly detailed and classic golf gear. All you do is use your membership number at checkout. You receive an exclusive Augusta West t-shirt. You receive one premium Cabretta leather glove shipped to you free every other month starting the month you sign up for six gloves in total. And you'll also be on the Eagles and Arrows advanced mailing list to be the first to know about new product drops, events, and other exciting news before it's put out to anyone else. So what are you waiting for? Become a member today. Hey, if you've got any questions on this whatsoever, and a bunch of you have DM me on Instagram, which I appreciate, um, I can give you the entire lowdown. But real quickly, here's how it goes. It's going to be basically a glove service, right? A member glove service. So the Dogwood, which is four premium Cabretta leather gloves, a year. You're basically getting one every three months. That's kind of real good for our people in the north, right? That comes with a 5% discount code. You can find all the prices online at eaglesandarrows.com. The Magnolia is giving you a bi-monthly. So every other month, six gloves a year, you're going to receive. And then the big time one, this is the one you want to get in on. This is the one I've got, the Azalea. This is the Augusta West exclusive member number, 12 gloves. That's one different glove a month. And I have got to tell you, I went to PGA Tour Superstore when I was down south last time and I needed some gloves. So I picked up these synthetic ones, Scott, which, you know, I thought were going to be pretty decent. They lasted me about five rounds. They were cheap, though, though, like six bucks a glove. And they were like two for ten. And I said, okay, let me just get them because it's humid down here. They'll last. What garbage. What absolute crap. They stretched out. They were too big for me after the second round. I go and I play Tyler, the creator, on his birthday. It was so humid at Shawnee Country Club that I put on one of the new Eagles and Arrows gloves. And I'm telling you, this thing fits like second skin, smooth, soft, super comfortable, super tough. Um, And I can't stand gloves when, like, my fingers don't fit in them and I'm constantly tugging down the glove. It, It drives me nuts. And I know you don't wear gloves. So you don't have any of these problems whatsoever, but the glove wearers out there understand what I'm talking about. So this is a great way to get, you know, 100% tour-quality gloves. Like, please don't think the guys out on tour are playing this synthetic material crap. It's 100% 
Cabretta leather that they're playing. And these are the same exact gloves that you can get. Every size is available. And some of the things that Grant has planned for the future for Augusta West members is mind-blowing. It's all I'm allowed to say right now. Even if you DM me, I can't tell you everything. But I can tell you I had a long conversation with him the other night. And, Scott, some of this stuff is insane. Well, I mean, first of all, um, it, obviously it's always good to get quality product. Um, and uh, their logo is pretty sweet. So, you know, if you need some gear, that's a good place to start. For sure. Um, so get, get into this. You, you kind of uh, gave me a little bit off the air of your crazy neighbor and his crazy golf practice routine. And I, I love this because you know I see people at the driving range all the time with these insane practice routines, but this is a good one you've got. So actually, I have two. And I think a couple years ago, I was at the range, and I sent you a picture of, uh, I didn't send you of the person, but there's the driving range I go to has, and you know golf courses, ranges, they have their characters. They have regulars who just come in and do odd things. This guy, the the um, staff refers to as the chair guy. He comes in, gets a chair for himself and a chair for his golf clubs, puts the golf clubs down on the chair, sits down on the chair himself, changes his shoes, hits a small bucket in a span of five minutes, sits down again, puts his street shoes back on, puts the chair, the, one of the chairs back, and disappears. All right, here's my first question. Are, are the clubs just all separate, or are they in a bag that he's putting on the chair? They are in a bag on a chair. Okay, so so he this is the man that truly cares about his golf clubs. Yes. He wants to make sure they're comfortable. Yes. And, and the first time I saw it, uh, and I'm, I'm pretty good friends with a, a couple of the pros that work at this range. I'm just looking, and the 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 one pro, he's the the guy who does like the the club fittings and stuff like that, just looks at me and he goes, "Yeah." He's like, "We call him the chair guy. He's here all the time. He hits a small bucket in five minutes, and then he just leaves." He's like, "And he's never here for more than five minutes." It's like, uh, "Okay." And I was you, like, "You." <laughs> You, you know as well as as well as I do that golf attracts some odd people. Yes. I so I that, would like to think that you and I are never thrown into that category, you know? Um, but my gosh, dude, if we just if we just think back over the years of some of these lunatics that we've run into on a golf course, I mean we mm-hmm. could fill binders. So, well, and here's, so the next, the next person, he's, uh, he's, an, he's one of my neighbors. And let me ask you this question. Sure. Do you like practicing your short game in your backyard? Well, you, you know, I love practicing my short game in my backyard. Have and let you... me tell you this, Scott, okay. my short game is about the only thing that's good with my game right now. Hmm. Hmm. Have you purchased something like a flag or a, a target that you could place in your yard to hit golf balls to in order to focus this practice a little bit more. Now you also know that I have done that. Yes. Okay. So, so far, both of us, you know, we're, we're two for two on what this particular neighbor does. Now, do you have hills in your yard? 
Uh, you also know that I do have hills in my yard. I, I do as well. So now we're three for three. Now, here's the question. Do you place these targets on the side of one of these hills and then chip down to it? Uh, no, Scott. Only a fool would do that. That's th- Chip downhill to a pin or something that is on the side of a hill is what you're saying correct no that's that's actually not a shot i need to practice no so this this particular neighbor uh he has and i I described it to you as a like a six foot hula hoop uh he has it on the side of a hill and it's almost straight up at this point it's probably on like a like a Let's say if 90 degrees is straight, that's probably like a 70 degree angle. Um, And he stands at the top of this hill and chips to it. So he he cannot see his target while he's chipping to it. Is is he doing this because he is severely limited in the areas that he can chip to? Uh, No. His his yard is his backyard, which is where this is, is probably a good half acre of it in and of itself. Okay, so he has plenty of room. Yeah, yeah. Th- this is literally the oddest place he could put it. Now he, I, not all of the time is that where it is. Uh, I would say that's where it's been for the last two weeks. Prior to that, he had it uh, kind of in the middle of the yard in what would be considered a normal spot. Um, the thing is when he does that, he stands maybe like three feet from it and chips towards it. Maybe he has gotten so good at the basic chips that he needs some type of extreme challenge to motivate him. You you might be correct. I don't know. I and don't you know, know those like, um, the driveway stakes that you put in the ground, like, of course, the snow comes for sure uh, with like a little reflector on top. Well, you, you, you put that smack dab in the middle of it, too. You know what, Scott? We have a lot of fans in the South and like the Southwest that might not even understand those. So why don't you explain those real quick? Uh, well, I mean, they understand like what a uh, like a putting green uh, pin would look like. You know, you take it, put it in the, the hole on the putting green, leave it in, of course, and, uh, you know, hit, you know, putts towards it, towards the hole. And then when you're done, you pick it up, balls come out with it, and you, you know, drop them on the, the green and putt some more. This looks like one of those, only instead of, like, a flag or, like, a little, like, logo of the course on top, it's just, like, a bike reflector. And we put those, we you know, people in the northeast or the northern portions of the U.S., you'll line your driveway because after a heavy snowfall, when you go out to snow plow or if you have, you know, um, a plow in the front of your truck or something, you know, you, you are able to see these because they're they're three feet, four feet in height. And so, you know, if you have landscape and you have lights on the side or boulders, something like that, you know, you're not hitting into those. Exactly. Exactly. You don't ruin your lawn. Here's a, here's a little um, golf fix if you want. Uh, to save some money, instead of buying those alignment aids, you know, for twenty nine ninety nine or nineteen ninety nine, you can literally go to Lowe's, which is what I did, and buy two of these driveway stakes 
for about $3 for two of them, and they are the same thing as alignment sticks. I carry those in my bag. I, I think I bought uh, maybe two winters ago. I got a 12-pack for $5. Yeah. Um, some of which go in my lawn and some of which are, uh, you know, hanging out in my, my little golf closet. Uh, I do have some of the like legit alignment sticks. Cause I think they came free if I bought like three dozen Titleists. Gotcha. So I, have, I have like Titleist branded ones, which make me look a lot more professional than I actually am. Yeah, like Those are bag. actually kind of cool. Cause they break down and they come with like a little like nylon bag to, to keep them in. That's a but. lot. That's a lot. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's just like a lot of unnecessary steps. It is, but they were free, so yeah, obviously I took them. All right, hey, last thing on the agenda. Uh, for all the fans out there, they are going to be disheartened. As everyone knows, this week at the Memorial Jacks Tournament in Muirfield in Ohio was supposed to be the first week back with fans. We mentioned this at the beginning of the podcast, but the PJ tour has announced uh, indefinitely that no fans nor pro-ams will continue on for the rest of the year. Scott, the only remaining things that may allow fans are the U S open and the masters because they fall outside of this current, um, 1920 wraparound season. And obviously the USGA runs the U.S. Open, and Augusta National runs the Masters, so they're not bound by the same PGA Tour guidelines. But obviously it would be probably a, a pretty bad look if either of them decide to hold fans, depending on what goes on at that time. U.S. Open being the closest to us, it's September 20th, uh, 17th through the 20th, and then obviously the Masters, November 12th through the 15th. What are your initial thoughts on that? Because I'm not going to lie, buddy. I was a little bit, I, I don't want to say upset because I completely understand the situation going on. But, you know, part of me was like, oh, man, like I literally have no chance to go to another tournament this year. Yeah, and I, I'm usually good for two tournaments, at least usually the Travelers. Um, and then usually the uh, the Northern Trust is in the tri-state area. Um or every now and again, there'll be a major. Like last year, I went to the Travelers. I went to the uh, I, I went to the Travelers. I went to the PGA Championship. I skipped the Northern Trust because it was in Massachusetts last year. That sound right? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. So, so that's the thing. So I'm usually good for two or three a year, depending on what's going on. Um, and yeah, I mean that's a th- those are. Those are fun to go to. And obviously the U.S. Open was supposed to be my backyard. So that's out. Yeah, Um, I mean, we had, you know, we have a great relationship with the USGA. Shout out Jason Gore and the rest of the USGA. And uh, we had full media credentials for it. Um, Those are still up in limbo. They are debating on uh, the numbers to allow in to the course if they even, you know, do, aside from the mainstream media products such as NBC, et cetera, et cetera, ESPN. Um, yeah, I mean, we, we had big plans for that, but again, with everything that's going on, you know, I think a a year of not going is minimal and kind of pales into comparison to some things that people are going through. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like if my biggest problem is that I don't get to go to the U S open, you know, I'm doing a lot better than a lot of other people. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, I, I do ultimately think, 
at, at least the U.S. Open and, and probably Augusta that members will get in. I, 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 I just feel like there, I mean, how many members of winged foot could there possibly be that, you know, if they're going to, you know, they're going to have access to the, the grounds, let's say. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's an interest. It's interesting though, you know, because do you allow members on the grounds, but then not allow them into their own clubhouse? Yes. You know, I, yeah, I mean, the, cl- I, I, the, I would, the clubhouse is off limits. Yeah, and I would think so as well. You guys want to come out and watch? That's fine. It's just and you know, you know what the that's whole it. thing Stay is. Stay away now. from the players. It's you know, in in my opinion, it seems like a bad look. You know, here's the thing: you you could do all that, and and no one needs to know about it. Sure. Yeah. Who are those people on the course? Oh, they all live on the course. Yeah, they're they're volunteers. They're right. they're they you know they're members at Wingfoot who are volunteering. Or you set up specific locations where they can and cannot be. No, you cannot follow outside the ropes. Like we cannot have you on camera walking the ropes of a fairway. Yes, there can be fifteen people behind one of the greens, as long as you are you know socially distant or something like that. Mm. Yeah. Again, it it's. It's doable. They they don't need to advertise that they're doing it. Uh, you know, I, again, I, I I feel like there can't be that many members to begin with. Wingfoot has a lot of ground where they could put people, and uh, yeah, I I just uh, the other thing is you know can you maintain social distancing while you do it? There's obviously a way to do that as well. Um, it's just a matter of you know whether or not they have an, a little bit of imagination to to make it happen. What I don't want to I don't want to ask you specifically what tournament. Um, I think that's an unfair question, but I think we'll end the pod with this. I want to know what month do you think is the first month that the PGA Tour allows fans back? If you had to kind of you know, go into your soothsayer mode and look into the future. What do you think that is? Hmm. Hmm. That's a good question. And obviously, uh, with things changing every day, it's almost impossible to determine. But uh, uh, I'm gonna say. earliest players championship next year you know i i was thinking the same thing it's where it ended maybe it's where it begins again it's a tour run tour owned facility you know they can make very very strict concise guidelines um that's that's what i was thinking yeah i i feel like uh, the only thing is with it in being in march now uh, that just might be a little bit too early in terms yeah. of, uh, you know, cause I, I do think we'll get a, you know, we'll have a vaccine, you know, by early next year. Just the question of how many people are really going to have it by March is the issue. Right. 
And it's a tough thing to digest to say, hey, look, it's it's going to be a full year before you're allowed to in-person watch your favorite sporting event again. In person. Yeah. yeah. It, it just it I, sucks when you say it out loud, you know? Yep. I mean, but you know what? I, I'd rather that than them let people back. A whole bunch of people end up, you know, getting the virus, and then they got to shut it down again. 100% agree. Could not agree with you on anything more than that. As long as all... we've got our golf going on and the players are safe and the volunteers and the media that is allowed in there are safe, the camera operators, et cetera, et cetera, um, have at it. Yeah, and I'm not, I'm not following the tour around like the Grateful Dead anyway. You know, I'm sure. waiting for them to come here. So, you know, when they're around, I like going. If the uh, tour was the Grateful Dead, Scott, which mm-hmm. which concert would would be one that you would want on bootleg? Would it would it be the the uh, 2019 Masters concert? Would that be a good one? You know where they played Return of Tiger Woods. Uh, I watched. I listened to that album on repeat all day long. Yeah. Oh, did hey did I just say 2019 Masters? You did. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was, I'm right. My God, you're all right. That's, I'm trying yes. to figure out why you're back. Twenty 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 masters hasn't even happened yet. Good <laughs> I'm, I'm awful with dates, Scott. This whole last week, I've been asking Allie, my wife. I'm like, what? What's today's date? And she's like, I, I don't know. I'm pretty sure it's Tuesday. I'm like, no, nah, I yeah, think it's there's <laughs> the only reason I actually. So the only reason I know what date it is is because I have not taken off my. Uh, my Disney vacation countdown timer off my phone. Uh, uh, and we were supposed to leave on Saturday, okay. which I know was July 18th. So the, that's the only reason I know what the date is because it's, it says I have four days to go. So I know what the, the date of today is based wow, on very that. Nice. I, I, I do know today is Tuesday and I know that because right now I should be on a plane landing in Phoenix uh, which I am not, obviously. Uh, but this morning I even said, I said, hey, I think today's Monday and we were supposed to leave on Monday. My wife was like, no, we were leaving on a Tuesday. And I was like, oh, all right, I'm going to go mulch. Yep, yep, exactly. <laughs> Simple as that. Hey, before we get out of here, real happy birthday to DJ Roach, co-founder of Lakefront Golf. DJ, hope you have a great birthday. Scott, anything else for the good of the people? Uh, I don't think I have anything else. All right, people, either get busy golfing or get busy dying. Be good. The game of golf is more than a sport. It's a lifestyle. Blue skies, bright sun, the walk, good friends, and the shots that keep you coming back. That is golf. Iconic, vintage, classic. Eagles and Arrows didn't create the look. They've only perfected it. Eagles and Arrows provides the classic American golf look with a modern spin. Hats, gloves, club head covers, and my favorite, the vintage American carry bag, are some of the amazing items you can find at eaglesandarrows.com. Follow them on Instagram at eaglesandarrows.co. It's eaglesandarrows.co on Instagram. Love golf, live life, Eagles and Arrows. Hey, what's good, podcast patrons? Dan from Leave the Pin here. Listen, if you want to look good on the course, if you want to hit the ball a mile and look damn good doing it, Gas House Golf is the company you need to get on board with ASAP. Gas House Golf, 
newest apparel company out there, making you look fantastic. Look, the shirts are fire, the hats are fire, everything they do, everything they touch looks great on the course. You want to stand out, you want people to notice you, want people to notice your game, get to gashousegolf.com. And right now, not only are they offering free shipping, they're also giving you an amazing 15% off code. Use our code, leave the pin, get 15% off all your purchases at gashousegolf.com. All gas, no break, Gas House Golf.